Buongiorno, bitch. Bueno, bueno. Hello. Un día más. Welcome back, guys, to our podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's our 10th episode. Yay. We're going to celebrate tonight. Marina and I are going on a date. Yes. Very, so. very romantic date. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to a Vietnamese restaurant that we've been... We've been Eyeing, do you say that? Eyeing? Yeah, I Like just so. seeing yeah. from, 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 from afar during the, the COVID uh, times. We were, we were always like, oh, this looks really nice. Yeah. Really cute, like, um, like, like chill out area, whatever you call that. And finally, we're going to there tonight. So, yes. So, to celebrate it. That's exciting. And yeah. what's also exciting are the questions we got from last episode. <laughs> Yes, there was a smooth like way to go to, <laughs> yeah. to the question. Well, speaking about <laughs> episodes, let's talk about cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we got a question. Yeah, we got a question from Damaris. So thank you. We know that you're a, an avid listener of this podcast. So <laughs> thanks for your support. And you, you asked us something super interesting. Do you yes. want to read the question? Yeah, it was a very good question. So she asked us, how do you think the internet impacts the cultural map? So we gave it a thought. Yes. And yeah, first of all, it was a very interesting question and it also made us think because obviously we don't have like the perfect answer. Like we were no. not like professionals, <laughs> as you may have noticed. By but... the way, we have to mention <laughs> this question is in relation to our last episode. So if you haven't listened to our last episode, episode number nine, Go check it out so you know what we're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank you for clarifying You're that. welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, so we thought about it and we think that it's actually um, even more important now to be aware of the different cultures and to know this cultural map because internet kind of blurs the lines between cultures, but at the same time, it make more evident, makes more evident that there are differences between cultures. Because, for example, you can sit at home in Germany and work with a colleague from Australia or from Asia or whatever. And you could sit there like without noticing anything because there is no one else in your room. Like you don't have maybe like all these um, nuances that you have when you meet someone in person. But at the same time, there are a lot of things that can happen that can irritate you or or you know like yeah just by writing an email or exactly. i yeah. don't know someone uh writing an email with without any ex- exclamations or something you may you some for some people that's like rude or something so exactly yeah so that's why it's so important i think uh, now to become even more aware of it because we have like all the cultures at the palm of our ends kind of yeah. with internet so i guess the impact is quite strong and I would say that, um, yeah, it makes it even more important to be aware of these yeah. differences. Yeah. I think that a more general comment that we can draw from all of this is that no matter what, like no matter from which perspective we review this, um, being aware of cultural differences is the only way to go if we want to progress as, you know, humanity and just to make better businesses, make better friendships and just travel better. You have to be aware. So there's no way of just like going back to not knowing anything. So yeah, I no matter what, just the only yeah. way is forward. So yeah, 
so now um you know in the last during the last episode we were also talking about uh irony and especially in you know in english and british english uh, so we were referring specifically to to um how british people not i mean when we say british people we know it's not for everybody we're just this is a very general thing to say but you know what people say about british humor irony. right yeah humor yeah um but actually uh well you can explain because it's, it's your friend right yeah exactly um yeah elena mm -hmm. i hope i can i can mention you <laughs> elena has been in our podcast before yeah, that's so. true she was a very special guest um yeah she mentioned since since she also spent some time in new zealand that this irony thing this irony problem let's say like uh, different types of irony um is also very much present in new zealand and in people coming from new zealand and we were thinking about the fact that it makes sense because new zealand is also a anglo-saxon culture so it was very interesting for me to to hear that because i personally don't know anyone from new zealand and i've unfortunately also never been to new zealand so yeah i just wanted to specify that because um yeah it was cool to know that it's also like present in other yeah. Countries, yeah, because we, as you said, we specifically made the example of British people and people from the US or, yeah, Northern yeah. America. So, yeah, we just want to include that as well. Yeah, I think it was very interesting as well. I don't know anybody from New Zealand either, so yeah, yeah, yeah that's a shame. Yeah. Where are you? Where are the Kiwis? <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so before we move to, um, we, we move on to our, to the like, uh, helped content, uh, the, the main content of our episode, we just want to, uh, you know, say a little disclaimer, short, short disclaimer, uh, we are going to talk about medicine, medicaments, pills, uh, healthcare, and we might mention needles as well. So if you're sensitive with this topic, uh, we recommend you not to listen to it. So just like stop right here, you know, just uh, wait till our next episode. Um, because we're, we're probably going to be specific in some way. So yeah, just so you know, just yeah, trigger, just, trigger warning. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just a little trigger warning in case you're sensitive to these topics. Yeah, Which is completely fine, but you know. This is our topic, today's topic. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, why did we decide to talk about this? Mm -hmm. Well, I it's, guess... it's for some people it might be a bit random that we <laughs> yeah. we one day we talk about the cultural the culture map and like what to do when you break up with someone, and then one day <laughs> it's like medicine Yay. in the world. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess we talked in our last episode, the culture map, we talked about the business context. So now we're just pretty much switching to something medicine, completely different. Yeah. The medicine context, because we're also going to explore, um, yeah, the communication also and the way people view medicine in other cultures. So there's still this intercultural <laughs> topic. But I guess we decided to talk about it because it's just a topic that somehow we always end up talking about, right? Like yeah. medicine, different experiences that we, we have in Germany, in Spain, in Italy. Yes, and I don't know about you, but I, I do end up talking about this with friends of mine quite often. 
it might be because we're just getting old <laughs> and we just need more you know more 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 support from 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 modern medicine i don't know but makes sense <laughs> yeah it's something we it's a topic we we really really wanted to talk about so i'm super happy that we're doing this on our 10th episode because it's episode because it's super special um so greta as the <laughs> as the 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 the, the I don't know. Be I'm not. I'm, what you I'm say. not. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it. As the very, uh, you know, mm, mm, documented person she is, she just wanted to say nerd. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she found out some 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 information. She did some research, and I think it would be better if you just like, you know, uh, start talking about this. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can start first with the with the facts and what people that know better than us know and say and then we can just introduce our you know personal touch yeah makes sense yes so i'm just gonna take my notes <laughs> <laughs> note sound <laughs> this is gonna be like uh, how is A it called as asmr asmr yeah asmr so guys you can hear the paper this is also the pen do you think people get like goosebumps with this? I don't know. I definitely wouldn't. But I mean, I, I hate those videos like this ASMR. They make me like nervous somehow. Mm, but I guess it's too. just me. So no, I, I never. I also never got the understood the hype of them. But about them. But whatever. Hope you guys enjoyed these sounds. <laughs> Either way. But yeah, back to the topic. So yeah, I did some research uh, because. I was very interesting in understanding if cultural differences also impact the way we um, we see healthcare and our view of medicine and medicaments. So um, yeah, definitely there there is an impact. Like of course, culture <laughs> yeah. impacts also the way you view this topic, and especially um, every culture has. A different system of beliefs um, that they use to explain why you get an illness like which like what is the cause of this illness how it should be treated and also who should be involved in this healing process mm -hmm. so um, yeah little disclaimer I got all this information online so it's not like just my knowledge but <laughs> I got like um, yeah this knowledge online especially from a website called Center for Advanced Med and it was written there is like a little um, paper written from a doctor uh, Mr. Yuket Yaket, I think. Mr. Yaket. Yaket, Mr. Yaket. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I... <laughs> His first name is Gregory, so shout out to our friend Greg. Shout You're out amazing to Greg for writing this interesting paper. Um, but yeah, so exactly. So it's important to understand that some people, for example, see the cause of the illness in a higher power. So they think I'm ill, so maybe it means that. I deserve it or yeah. I did something wrong. Exactly. Someone wants to punish me. And also he made the example of the evil eye in Spanish. Mm -hmm. so, Mal de ojo. Mal de ojo. <laughs> Which um, I think you should explain this a bit more. Like uh, 
why was uh, this Gregory man talking about it like in, mm. in the in the context of, of medicine? Yeah, it was it was talking about it because he said that it's important also to understand that in some cultures there is a huge belief in these folk illnesses. So illnesses that also somehow have to do, let's say, with magic and mm -hmm. illnesses where people don't really go to the doctor for. And he also made this example of the evil eye. Mm. Do yeah, you I was... know exactly what that is? Like, do you want to explain? Um, I don't know exactly what that is, but I know like mal de ojo or evil's eyes. Like it's um, just um, when 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 some when things start going terribly wrong in your life, and every day there's like new problems in your life, then sometimes you say, "Oh, manitel mal de ojo," like. Someone has cast a spell on me, like a mm. Abel's eye spell. Um, so it's basically when you when you start experiencing like a lot of bad luck, bad luck all of a sudden. But I, as I was explaining Greta before, um, the people I know or the stories I've heard from people who have suffered, quote unquote. I don't know. I mean, I don't actually believe in this, but you know, I'm touching. Cool. <laughs> knocking wood just in case because <laughs> I'm not superstitious but I'm a little bit superstitious <laughs> um, and so I know that the people that experience or think that have experienced this they don't usually go to the hospital they go to a witch or a, some sort of um, future reader I don't know how you call these people like uh Mm. They're not witches. They're um, pitonisas in Spanish. I don't know how you say it in in, in in English. Anyway, you know, you know, there's like yeah, magi ma magic yeah. experts, like Mag people with magic powers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's but I guess that I mean, if our friend Gregory mentions it on, on his paper, <laughs> very, very I guess that friend, yeah. not only mal de ojo, so evil's eyes, but I guess some some people go to the hospital thinking they have like related illnesses yeah and as a doctor um if you're a professional you cannot just like laugh on their face and be like haha that doesn't exist just go home you have to be careful and mm -hmm. treat them you know with the respect they they deserve so i think that i mean i've, ne I've never thought about it to be honest um i wonder if uh, medicine students learn about this type of you know mm -hmm psychology when you when they're studying so yeah that's interesting if anyone listening is studying medicine please let us know because i think that would be super interesting to know yeah um yeah and then about um so back to the topic um this different system of beliefs also uh, dictate how people think the illness should be treated like in some cultures you try a lot of home remedies before you go to the doctor. In other cultures, you just go, go straight to the doctor, kind of. Um, and also, like, the fact that you should know in a culture um, who should be involved in this healing process is super interesting because there are cultures, for example, where the oldest male of the family is the <coughs> spokesperson. <laughs> we are never going to get rid of it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> so sorry. In which cultures does the older male uh, 
like decide on the the healing process of of the patient yeah you made the example of um an asian pacific islander family Mm -hmm. so that's quite specific um (laughs) but yeah probably because he had some patient from there i don't know um but yeah he says that the oldest male is also the decision maker and not the patient so that's something to really consider i guess when you when you have a patient maybe from from a culture where this is the accepted way like that a male decides for your health pretty much so yeah Mm, that's 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 quite tricky yeah that's bad but i guess like i guess the um, the meaning behind this is not that you should accept it but that you can that you have to be aware of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You have to be aware of it so that you're not like super shocked when you yeah. see something like that. And yeah, and also like generally, also made, you also made the example of the Hispanic culture where the family unit is usually involved in the system of the patient. Would you agree? Do you think there is this like idea of sticking together as a family, like when someone is sick? I mean, Hispanic culture is very like nuclear and family is probably the this the biggest in institution you know i mean if you're if you're a christian or if you believe in some religion i guess that's more important but family is always like you know number two number one mm-hmm. so it makes sense um i guess this at least in spain this could be this this was actually more real like some 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 time ago i guess nowadays it's not as you know mm-hmm. um like for example if i get sick in spain i guess my mom would come with me to a doctor or my dad or something but it's not so i don't know not everyone in my family would yeah, I understand what you mean. It's not like or, your third grade cousin would yeah, travel from somewhere else just exactly. to assist you. But or... it's true that they would all call me on the phone. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah, like I think people people do worry a lot when other people are in hospital. Maybe in other con- countries or cultures, like, oh, you're, you're in the hospital? Okay, good luck with that. Bye. I don't Bye. know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's interesting. But I guess, yeah, it has maybe to do with the fact that Spain is not very individualistic as a no. as a country. So it's more a community. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, we do. We like to have dinner for like four hours and <laughs> be with all the people like your I don't know cousins, neighbors, dogs. I don't all know. together, especially yeah. dogs. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Okay, that's interesting. And. Yeah, then he went on to compare um, Western medicine, Chinese medicine, and Ayurveda. <laughs> I don't really know how it's pronounced. Maybe I, I don't should know have either. Looked it up before I started. But to that's. Record, um, but <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to sound ignorant. But isn't it like? Does it have to do with some with, with like yoga? Like is it like? Yes, Indian? there is also. Yeah, yeah, it's Hindi, in India. Hindi related yeah. or? Exactly. I'm so yeah. sorry. I if anyone is listening. I'm so sorry I'm messing this up. Um, I promise I'm going to try to educate myself on yes, this. we're trying. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if you if you say it's Indian culture or Hindi culture. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. But well, I guess this kind of medicine, the Ayurvedic, Ayurvedic medicine is related to India. Mm-hmm. And also, as you said, like, for example, yoga is one, like, 
um, sport, but also movement that is considered to be healing in this mm -hmm. culture. Um, yeah, so he compared these types of medicine and I thought it was very interesting because the focus of the medicine shifts. Mm -hmm. So in the Western medicine, the focus is on medication and surgery. Mm -hmm. So you have a symptom and you need to cure it, but you don't really look at the causes. It's like whatever. Problem, like, solution. Yeah, exactly. It's very like straightforward, maybe. Um, in the Chinese medicine, medicine, though, the focus is more on the person rather than the disease. So that means there is a lot more of prevention in this type of medicine. And the main... Um, the main goal is to keep the body in balance. So the famous yin and yang, mm -hmm. you know, like to keep everything in balance is the way in which you're gonna be healthy. So there is a focus, for example, on nutrition. There is a focus on physical health, meaning like living a balanced life, doing some sport and stuff like that. So this is more like a holistic kind of medicine. Mm -hmm. While the Ayurvedic medicine uh, is about knowing one's body, so there is also the focus on the person. So but it's, personal knowledge. Yeah, knowledge exactly. It's the personal body. knowledge. So there is a lot of self-awareness and you really work towards this awareness of your own body. So it's like people know their body so well that they can tell what's going on when they're sick, for example, and they say, I don't know, maybe that's they... an amazing skill to have, yeah. by the way. I also thought like, wow, that's great. Like, I don't know, maybe some days you feel extra tired or sluggish or whatever. And maybe, you know, like, mm, I guess it could be because I don't know, mm. I did this, I ate that or something. And that's very interesting. Um, but yeah, the thing is obviously that also like inside this these types of medicines there are obviously other groups mm -hmm. and it's also normal to have differences um, between similar cultures and similar ways of seeing medicine. Um, for example, in Western medicine, um, you made the example of Germany and we're gonna also give our personal experience about that oh boy we are <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah but yeah he said for example that the family doctor in germany compared to the ones in the u in the u.s is more liberal in accepting therapies considered alternative in the, in mm. the u.s um but then he also said that for example sometimes um people coming from western countries can't really decide which type of medicine to choose because they're they're very That's dependent true. dependent on their um insurance plan so they have to see what's what it's gonna get paid from mm -hmm. the insurance and whatnot so you don't really have the choice sometimes but i think i don't know how it is in italy but in spain i don't think you if you if you if you're a patient patient of the like uh, public health insurance you don't get to get to choose if you want to be get be treated by um homo 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 ne? homeopathic homeopathic or... home hmm. i cannot pronounce that word <laughs> homeopathia homeo i don't know homeopathic homeopathic why, why am i saying really homeopathic cool. <laughs> i'm saying homeopathic Homeopathic. Am I dyslexic? Am I actually dyslexic? Why can I? Why can I? I cannot speak. Homeo, home. 
you know what I mean. <laughs> you, the one who's listening right now, you know what I mean. So I mean like alternative medicine or... So now we all, we yeah, all got it. <laughs> that is. I'm just going to say homeopathic. Okay. HP. So you know that's that <laughs> word. Um, so yeah, you, you have to you go to like a private doctor to, if you want to get treated like that. Yeah, but I understand because like homo, homo, HP is not recognized um, as actual medicine. So In Western. Yeah, in Western. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. So I guess if you're a doctor and you, if, you, if you're a public um if you're a civil servant and you your job is like being a doctor i guess you could get in trouble if you tell one patient yeah just like take some drops of this like essential oil and then eat a, a flower or something of course you can you can get in trouble but That's um true. yeah i think it's the same in italy don't yeah. you think that like this um that there are like the, the differences are super like present so because like i mean Of course, I, I've, I've been brought up in, in the Western world, so I'm used to the West, Western medicine. And I think it's one of the best, I guess. Like I, I like this like problem-solution type of uh, system. Mm-hmm. But I also feel that it would be better if we had like a little bit of also this um, like getting to know your body and like focus on nutrition and prevention. Like I think prevention is, should be like... A, Like a, one of the biggest parts, if not the biggest part of, of, of medicine, right? Just not mm-hmm. not just curing an illness, but just like preparing you yourself not to put your body through that. Do you do you also see that there's like a like a very harsh line between between like finding a solution with with actual medicine and maybe trying other methods, or do you think it's it it's okay the way it is right now, mm-hmm. or would do you miss like? going to a doctor and having different alternatives like what's what's your take on this as a patient yeah i think in my opinion it would be better to have a bit of everything kind of like i agree like Um, the best of both worlds yeah like hannah montana said like she was a genius yeah she was (laughs) no but yeah i agree with you i was also um brought up in the western world so um i agree with western medicine and i think it's super important that we have medicaments that help us mm-hmm. and give us a solution to our symptoms to our illnesses but at the same time i think it would be great if we also started to integrate more the other types of medicines because it i think it's super important to know your body and also to understand the cause of the illness because i feel sometimes we just treat illnesses and then we we have it again because we don't really understand where it comes from While maybe if we had more knowledge of also other types of medicines, maybe we could be able to understand like, okay, but this type of illness always comes when, I don't know, I'm stressed, for mm-hmm. example. And then maybe I can focus on not only taking medicines where when the illness comes, but also in trying to prevent myself to become too stressed, for example, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like at the moment there is quite a harsh line, as you said, between these types of medicine but i hope in the future that it won't be like that that it will mm. be a little bit more fluid like yeah i think it would be cool if if we got the best of the whole medicines <laughs> of course because i think that every every type of medicine can be valid i guess like you think so yeah i mean i think 
in my opinion that um, everything that has has been supported by science is obviously more relevant yeah. kind of but still I also feel like I don't know like if you see also the, the example we did before with yoga as also a treatment in the Ayurveda, Ayurveda <laughs> medicine um, I mean I, I personally don't necessarily believe it in like these chakra things uh-huh. but I can still see that maybe being informed about it could also help you to make like a a complete um, picture of your illness kind mm-hmm. of? yeah I mean, I mean I understand what you mean but I think it's um, you have to be I mean not you as you but like humanity has to be careful about this because like uh, there have been some cases of people with cancer who've tried mm-hmm. to treat their illness with alternative medicine and have obviously obviously died so I think it's um, it, it's great to incorporate certain strategies to your normal life so of course exercise good nutrition all that if you have like surgery like the type of surgery you had that you by the way you will probably explain a little bit more about it later sorry in every episode there's like a like a small chance of me dying I don't know why um but and for example in your case or in anyone who has suffered some sort of like muscle or bone injury maybe yoga is also good for you like apart from like taking the medicine you have to take but if you but but also it's quite dangerous because what if people think that you can always use alternative medicine even mm-hmm. when the problem is bigger? Yeah. So I think in that case, um, as you said, like everything that's that's, that's like uh, based on science and approved by the international community of, of medicine, like that that's amazing. And it's amazing if you want to incorporate other things. And that's, that's what I meant that I, I missed, that what I miss nowadays is that there's of course like problem solution system and medicine and, and science but i also like alternate like little like things of alternative medicine and alternative methods i think that's that's cool but mm-hmm. not with certain problems yeah, so I, I see what you mean i agree so yeah. incorporating different types of of, of health uh, care but obviously being very careful about them and not just like yes it basing can be your decision of course. yeah yeah so I just want to hear how it's, are you verdict? Are you, are you ready? Okay. Ayurvedic. Oh, I don't know if she's Ayurvedic. saying it, like, she sounds... Hi. Ayurvedic. Is it Ayurvedic? Ayur- Ayurvedic. Okay, whatever. I I'm guess. not, I, I, I don't trust her. I guess her. you guys understood, so... I think her name is Karen. Okay, then I would like to say... Um, um, the last point before we move to our personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so as we were saying, like there are different type of medicines, and this doctor, our friend Gregory, <laughs> said Hi, that Greg. this <laughs> cultural understanding between physicians and patients is very important because it can improve patient care and clinical outcomes. And why is that? Because if you're aware of someone's cultures, culture and system of beliefs you can respect this person and explore different solutions and beliefs and trying to really like make this the patient feel understood so that they you can build like a trust relationship 
and this person can accept the care of the doctor without thinking that the doctor doesn't approve of anything they say you know like i'm not saying that uh, the doctor needs to like say oh yeah you're the patient you're right everything you believe in is the true and i'm just here to listen to you that's no, not what that's I'm that's quite dangerous <laughs> no. but obviously i can understand that some awareness um especially when someone comes from a very different culture um it's important so that the patient also develop um a sense of belonging let's say mm -hmm. a sense of respect and yeah that's very important and he also suggested that it can be helpful to to have a little cross-cultural interview where you ask the patient like what do you think has caused the illness mm -hmm. why do you think you have the illness what do you fear the most about the treatment for example because let's say that a patient needs um to take some medication but he has like some concerns about it i think it's great if the doctor asks you like mm -hmm. what yeah. are your concerns so maybe the doctor after that can say oh i can see why you could be scared about it but but i don't know like there, this is the reason why i make you take this this mm -hmm. medication or this is the reason why you need to get surgery you know like i feel um that could definitely be a good thing yeah i mean it's essential like i guess some patients uh once they go to hospital or to the a doctor's appointment say right away where their beliefs are like for example i guess that if you're a jehovah witnesses i'm not sure if every jehovah witnesses does it but what i've actually heard i don't know if it's actually true but is that that they don't uh, accept blood donations or blood transfusions Mm. So if you are going to have surgery, you, I guess they, they say it like right away, hey, this is my leave. So be careful with what you do. <gasps> but I guess that um, not everybody is so upfront about what they think. Or maybe they, are not, they don't even have the tools in that moment to, to say what their belief system is. So definitely. But I guess doctors always run some sort of interview to every patient, I guess. So, but again, if you're a, if you're a student, if you're a medicine student, or if you know someone who studies medicine, please, uh, yeah, let us know how, what the, what you guys study in uni, if, if you get some training on like uh, intercultural training or psychology classes, I guess so, but still would be amazing if you confirm that uh, for us. Yeah. Or also if you are a doctor or a, or a nurse yeah. or whatever you, you yeah. are. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to uh, to all the healthcare uh, workers. You guys yes. are basically our yeah heroes. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, kudos to you for everything you've done during this pandemic as well. So. Thank you, guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think we could move on with our personal experience. Yes, <laughs> we have a telenovela incoming. Uh, our friend Greta here. Yeah, I mean, you have to tell the story. I mean, if, if you're comfortable, tell your story. Yeah, I mean, I am. If not, just say, <laughs> just do something with, just just wink your eye, and I will just start talking about <laughs> Hannah Montana again. Okay? <laughs> the best of all words. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I have some experience in German hospitals. Um, I had two surgeries. And even before that, I went to the hospital because of an ear infection. 
So that was actually my first time in the hospital when I had this ear infection. And I had, I have to say, a very positive experience because uh, Marina and I were also talking a bit before recording the episode. And I was telling her that, um, yeah, it was very interesting for me because I had this infection, but the doctor took like kind of a lot of time before, before she gave me antibiotics. And I was like, okay, that's weird because in Italy, I don't know if it was just like my doctor or if everyone is like this, but in Italy, I, I got a lot of antibiotics for a lot of little things. And I had the feeling that the approach was a lot like, okay, you have the symptom, let's give you a strong medi medicament so that you're ready to go in a couple yeah. of days. You know, that was, I feel like it, that was more the approach. And in that case, I was a bit more like, not shocked, but I was, yeah, I found it a I bit mean, Your weird. ear was like almost falling yeah. off and they were like prescribing you like, I don't know, what, what were they giving you? Yeah, they were giving Aspirin me... Or not really aspirin but like like medicaments that were like yeah for a bit of like ear problems and not really infection like you guys like i really laid in bed for like two weeks like i was mm -hmm. really sick and back in the days i was a student so that wasn't like a big deal like i just had to skip classes let's say and i wasn't like losing my job or something but you know like if i was if I had been working, for example, it would have been kind of problematic to, mm. I mean, I would have done it anyway, because health is the most mm. important thing, but you know, like missing work for like two weeks, two weeks. just because you can get antibiotics. It's also... but, but they, they did end up prescribing you antibiotics, yes. right? Yes. After all this stuff didn't really mm. work, um, they then prescribed me these antibiotics and then I ended up feeling well mm. after a while which yeah. is kind of interesting because what you just said about doctors in germany not prescribing you antibi antibiotic antibiotics right almost right away it's like completely different to the experiences of two of cl close friends of mine uh one of them got wisdom tooth surgery not so long ago and they prescribed her like a lot of antibi antibiotics and medicine and like a lot of them she was she's also spanish marta that's that's you by the way if you're listening to this and she <laughs> was like this has never happened to me in spain but here in germany like they 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 they, they wanted to drug me like right away <laughs> and another friend of mine she got an infection as well and the doctor pres prescribed her antibiotics for 20 days she only she ended up doing only 10 days and then she like she went to the doctor again and everything was fine again but 20 days of antibiotics that's like crazy like mm, but it's a lot i mean yeah. i'm not a doctor either maybe that's that was the right thing to do in that moment but it's quite different to your experience so yeah i guess it's yeah. very different that's true it's very different but then yeah this was also this was also like my first experience because the second one when i actually got surgery in germany uh, because i broke my elbow and that was a completely different <laughs> experience because at that point they really gave me strong drugs like i was really under you were drugs. you were high you were high i was high yeah like it was crazy because i had to get surgery two times because of my elbow and the second time i was very much under drugs when i yeah i mean after the surgery when i woke up and i was still like very very drugged and i tried to move my arm and everything was 
moving so well and I felt like, oh my god, it's a miracle. I even cried and I was like, oh my god, German doctors are the best. I love like, you. I was like super happy. But then it wasn't like that. It was just the effect of the drugs. And it was so strong that at some point also the nurse that was watching on me during the night um, also came and kind of like turned down the drug. Um, <laughs> like the doses. like the, Yeah, the doses that I was getting. So that was definitely a lot. And another thing I want to mention uh, talking about hospitals is the healthcare system that I think now we're going <laughs> to talk about. Um, because when I when I broke my elbow, I wasn't working in Germany yet, so I was still a student, and I had the healthcare, like the European one from Italy, yeah. and that is supposed to cover you for like emergency situations and stuff like that. If you're not working, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the moment you start working, that doesn't apply to you anymore. So yeah, that's definitely true. Helpful. So in case you work, definitely you need to get healthcare from germany and it's mandatory like it's yeah. illegal to stay in germany with another healthcare. Uh, it's only legal and possible in case you're a student you don't have income from germany and also i think if you don't stay for too long for example um if you're an erasmus student you can get like um a paper that's yeah, from I the alka right yeah exactly i did something like that as an erasmus student but otherwise, yes, you need healthcare yeah. um, in Germany. But yeah, I was actually convinced that everything was gonna be alright with my with my European card, but it wasn't. So that was like very very stressful because I was there like with a broken arm, and they didn't want to, want me to get surgery because they said like yeah we can accept your card it's not really an emergency you could fly to italy so that's absolutely crazy this. that's and absolutely crazy yeah like how how was i going to fly with italy with a broken arm i was in so much pain and i didn't know what to do so yeah it was crazy like i called uh the public health um workers in italy like i ended up calling in rome as well and just trying to get some documents that, the, that mm. the hospital needed. It was so messed up. Like it was a very bad time because I was already suffering like physically from the fact that I broke my arm. And also mentally it was very hard because I felt like okay, so much like, stress. Like... Yeah, it was very stressful. I didn't know what to do. And it seems mm. like no one knew the answer to my problem. And then at one point I mentioned that I was a student and, and that was like... it. Really? That was it. Like really? the moment I mentioned I was a student. Oh yeah, because wait, before before I mentioned that, um wait, wait, sorry. I need to go back in time a little bit. Um yeah, so I called Rome and everything. It was super stressful, but at the end like um they accepted accepted me kind of of like an emergency surgery, got my surgery. Everything was kind of okay. So I cleared things up, like I went to a German uh, healthcare provider and they talked to my Italian one and somehow they managed to make things work. Oh my God, it, everything sounds so stressful. It was, <laughs> it was very stressful, but then it was okay. Um, and then I ended up needing the second surgery for my arm as well, because yeah, I needed, I needed it for my, my arm to really go back to normal, let's say. And... 
everything still worked out kind of fine because there was still this agreement between the healthcare providers. But then they gave me a bill for it and it was like 20,000 euros or something. And I was like, how? Like, I'm not going to pay for it. Like, I have, I have health insurance. I'm an European citizen. Like, why are you doing that? And it was super hard. Like, I was trying to communicate with these people at the hospital. And then at that point, I mentioned that I was a student. And then, poof, like, I didn't need to pay anything and everything was but, fine. But did you show... Yeah, yeah. students like the student ask for a document or yeah of course i needed i ID. needed proof that yeah. i was a student i don't know if they maybe even called the university i don't know like how they really checked that I but was a in student. that but they knew no because you weren't doing your erasmus it was like when you were no, doing you're yeah. studying your I masters was, yeah in, exactly in, okay. it wasn't during my erasmus during my erasmus i needed i didn't need surgery or anything mm. i just went to, to the, the hospital ear yeah because of the ear infection but that was a, a different story because, as we mentioned before, you do the Erasmus, you you do like this this document from the AOKA, mm -hmm. which is a healthcare provider in Germany, that basically frees you to have from having the German health. Yeah, because when you're yeah. an Erasmus student, you're not a citizen or you're not like a res resident in the city. You're just like an exchange student. So you you pay the fees of your university and you pay the fees of your normal healthcare basically exactly. yeah so yeah. it worked it worked pretty well but yeah that was very fucked up and at that moment i became aware of how healthcare works in germany and i really like for a moment i also felt so stupid that i didn't know these things because yeah, yeah that's we were a... talking about it. Like you prepare yourself to, I don't know. Yeah, that's something I, I wanted to mention because actually um, I I didn't get, I haven't, I've only been to hospital once in Germany. Uh, that was in back in like 2016 or 17. I think it was 17. I don't remember quite, maybe 16. I don't know. Anyways, mm -hmm. uh, actually I mentioned this in the one of the episodes when we talked about like when we ask each other like personal questions. Mm -hmm. I had like a minor uh, anxiety attack um, because of one of my colleagues, mm -hmm. job colleagues who was like moving me and stuff. And I went to hospital uh, and I spent there like a night, maybe like not even like a whole night, but like some some hours and then they let me go home. And I received like some months later a bill, like an ambulance mail bill, and that was like 300 euros or 500 euros. And actually, because in that time I was living in in Nipes, which is a it's it's a neighborhood in in Cologne, and the hospital was like literally half a kilometer away, like it was like five meters away from where we oh li God. lived, and yeah. I had to pay 500 euros for an ambulance to take me to the hospital. Actually, when I think about it, I could I could have just like one walk, <laughs> gone gone walking. But anyways, and actually in the end, like I also had to talk to the, because I, I went back to Spain and I had to go to the some sort of institution. I had to talk to the health minister, not the health minister, but <laughs> someone, people working at the health uh, ministerio, like do you, mm -hmm. you say do you say health minister? No, like the the health. Um, Department? Department of the, of the Madrid's government and stuff. And I had to like do a lot of like bureaucratic and like papers and calls and also 
Yeah, like crazy. it was mm. crazy. And then in the end, I just had to like they were like I, w- I was talking to a to a worker from one of these institutions, and he was like, you know what? If they had provided you with like these two pieces of like these two sheets of paper, because in the end you only have to like fill in like two form like not form formulas no forms for two forms, and actually every hospital should have these forms, but they don't. Hmm. But it should be mandatory. And he was like, you know what? Everything you you could have avoided all this mess if the hospital had given you these forms from the from the beginning. So mm, that's crazy. What yeah. I want what I wanted to say is that we were talking about it. Like when you move to another country as an expat, you there's so much like so much things you think about. Like you uh you learn the language if you do, you prepare yourself for like how like looking for a job is gonna be, you prepare yourself for like looking for a flat, a place to stay. Uh, you even like watch some, watch some documentaries and learn some like read some books and like know who the famous people of the country are. I don't mm-hmm. know, and you do a lot of research and you try your best to like just integrate yourself in the new country, new culture. But we don't really think about the healthcare mm. system. Like I guess if you're if you are directly if you work for a company and the company like sends you somewhere else, your company is gonna like tell you let you know about this like differences in terms of like healthcare systems but uh as an individual i don't think that's something we are so used Mm. to do but it's so important it's really important and uh just wanted like i don't know how it is in other countries but if you're coming to germany as an expat please make your research on healthcare here it's very different uh it's public, but you also pay for it. Like it's it's month. It's not like national health system as in Italy and Spain, where everybody pays, and you don't actually see the the, the money going out of your um, monthly uh, of your account every month. Here you have to pay a fee, even if it's public. And there's private and public insurance. Private is usually cheaper it seems cheaper at the beginning but the thing is if you need more services and you need more like treatments and stuff it gets very expensive and then once you once you go private once you have that private health insurance in germany you cannot go back to public insurance so please very be very careful because i've seen a lot of ads on instagram as well of different uh, healthcare providers, like private healthcare pro- providers, directed to foreign people and expats, saying, "Oh, healthcare in Germany is very difficult. Come with us. Uh, you you have to pay like half the price, and we do it. Every, we do everything for you. We even speak English. Blah blah. Mm. But it's it's a drop because then you can you start paying more and more, and you cannot go back to public. So please do your research." Sorry, that was a rant, but I really had to get it out of my system because I was so stressed as well and so angry with everything when this thing happened. And now listening to your story, like it's the same thing. Why? Like it's it's just a lack of information. But it really is like, but I think maybe it has also to do with the fact that we both came to Germany as young people um, who were lucky enough not to have like um, health issues. Because probably if you have other, if you have like health conditions or if you're an older person, maybe you really look into this health yeah, that, matters as that well. Actually, I didn't think about it, but yeah, it makes sense. I think so. We had like the privilege, let's say, to not really talk, uh, think about it. But I remember, for example, when I woke up from my surgery, 
and the doctor from the second surgery that I had in Germany and the doctor came to me to see if I was doing okay one of the first thing I said when I wake up was like is everything okay with my insurance because you were so so concerned yeah. that that was the first thing that you asked yeah because I was like shit maybe I have to pay the fact that I'm gonna sleep in the hospital I have to pay for the fact that I'm getting mm. meals here you know actually you have to pay each each night you spend in hospital like 30 or 30 euros or something yeah even if you have a Yeah, even if was, you pay for health insurance here. Yeah, I think here. it was a little bit cheaper, but I thought it was okay because, I mean, at the end, I really got like three meals a day and a lot of assistance and physiotherapy. So I was okay with paying some money for the days that I stay there. So that was not really the problem, but I was so scared of having to pay the surgery or stuff like that. Yeah. So that was very fucked up. But on a nicer note, uh, I also wanted to tell the first time that I went to a pharmacy in Germany. Yeah. Because that was, that was a bit nicer, <laughs> a better experience, I would say. Um, I was getting some medicaments and the person working at the pharmacy started to put in my bag also like little candies, like these gummy beers from Germany. Gummy beers. Gummy beers? Gummy beers. Uh, beers, no. <laughs> There's <laughs> only like one thing on your mind, Greta. And that's... Well, Saturday, so I'm already thinking about beer. No, sorry. Um, and then they were also putting like some nice tissues with like some like little hearts on it and stuff like that on my back. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Like I need to pay for this extra stuff? Like really? Are you trying to sell me stuff? <laughs> Haven't I paid enough money for my medicament? I was Am like, I a joke to you? <laughs> Am I a joke to you? And I was like, no, 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 please. It's okay. I don't need anything. <laughs> don't give me your cute <laughs> tissues. I don't need them. I don't even I have don't a running nose. <laughs> Why? And the person was looking at me like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, it's free stuff. And, oh, okay. you, you know, like, free. probably she, yeah, I think it was a woman. Yeah. She understood that I was a foreigner. Foreigner? Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't German, so she was like, "Oh, but it's just some free stuff that we just give to people who come to the pharmacy." And I was like, "Ah, okay." <laughs> and that was like actually super fun because since then, like every time I go to a pharmacy, I always get like some little candies or stuff like that, which I think is super cute. And I don't really know this from Italy. Like, I know that sometimes they give you like products to try. Mm -hmm. So that is more like a promotion kind of. But I feel like in Germany, there is more like this idea of giving you like some little treats kind of. Yeah. Which can be contradictory because, you know, they give you sweets, which is not like super healthy or, you know, but I guess it's still nice. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if it happens in every single pharmacy. Like if every time you go to pharmacy, they give you something. I don't know. Like I think... I mean, these past years that I've been living in Germany, I haven't gone like so often to the pharmacy. Mm -hmm. But but every time I went, I got something like candies or I don't know. Sometimes they give you, they give you some tea or just like little things. And I always thought it was kind of cute. Mm -hmm. And they give you these things. Yeah, it is kind of true. Yeah. Um, before we move on to are probably one of our last topics of the, of the day. Um, just want to quickly mention that um, we are not going to touch on the topic of uh, health insurance in the USA because it's 
completely different world. It's so complex. I don't even know. I don't even understand half of it. Why is this happening again? <laughs> Your voice. <clears throat> um, but because um, when you, when you were saying that you got the bill of like two twenty thousand euros or something, um, I could not help but 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 think on like about these people that go to hospital um in the u.s and they yeah, definitely. and they have yeah. like bills for life for like an insurance like a surgery they had to get of course done yeah and it's like i feel like i'm 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 angry with the german healthcare system but at the same time i'm very grateful for it because just like imagine being in the u.s and just like paying thousands of euros and like so much money for, and yeah. and like just even what if you don't have enough money and then just you're just afraid of of existing and living because anything could happen to you you could just like trip on your like i don't know just fall down to the floor because you're stupid or, or like not stupid but like super um clumsy, clumsy. Or, and then yeah. or maybe you get run by a car or something i don't know or like yeah, you that's have crazy. i think some people don't have insurance plans because it's, it's so expensive. expensive and healthcare should be universal like it should be an universal right for everybody yes definitely. like wake up like people up, like <laughs> what the hell yeah sorry maybe it was, that... it was a joke to you the fact that i said like to you in case some american people are listening yeah. that i mentioned like this twenty thousand euros bill but like yeah. for me as an european it was like a lot of money like it's a lot of money and if you're if you're living in the u.s and paying uh insurance there um uh, yeah we're sorry just <laughs> Yeah, we're we're sorry. It, it's like that. Like we are, we hope that you have enough money to pay for all of your treatments. Yeah, that's very scary um, to not have yeah. money to to pay for your health. It's I wonder like if crazy. I wonder if it will it if it will ever change. Like, because hmm. I know that like Barack Obama had like some sort of like idea, yeah. like this like Barack Obamacare or something. Yeah, I don't know, but plan. it yeah. didn't wasn't even that like well thought or something, and it didn't even. Anyways, I'm not gonna get there because I don't have enough information about it. But I just, I wonder if in like 20 years or something, when we're older, um, if it will be any different, you know? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. but I really hope so. Yeah, if you're living in the U.S., um, please explain your situation to us. Like, send us a comment, DM, email, audio. We would love to hear your perspective because yes. um, yeah that, that that would be like a whole like a complete episode yeah. of the podcast <laughs> definitely yeah very interesting but also very scary um yeah and it's you know we were talking about how how important healthcare is and how it should be a human right sometimes like i wonder why like the moment that the world has the most advanced because every every time like every second every day every year we get like better better medicine right like better yeah. chemicals better not chemicals because i don't think you can make chemicals out of nowhere because chemicals are already in the world right anyways <laughs> um you know we um medicine is advancing every single day right and the moment we have the most like access to to better treatments better medicine like better you know health in mm -hmm. general then we get like a lot like the, the I feel that there's nowadays I I see especially in Instagram and Twitter like more and more people advocating for the anti-vax movement. So for those who don't know, uh, I guess you know, but for those who don't know, anti-vax means anti-vaccines. 
Um, and I think I've started seeing more of this, like, because of COVID. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, why do you think that there's such a big movement, like anti-vax movement, even with people around us and people we know and people that are usually very pro-science and pro-medicine? Like, why do you think that now that we have the m most access and better tools for better health, there's such a, like, big community of people saying no we don't want to get vaccinated like especially yeah. with covid because like we know we have seen the 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 impact on our society on the world like we've lost people like we know stories like we have restrictions mm. we know we we can see directly like it's not like when you get a vaccine for some sort of illness that can potentially kill you but it's not that likely that you get it like because yep. for example i don't know um tell me a vaccine that everybody like gets like tetanus or something yeah, yeah that's i mean <laughs> knocking wood again like you don't want to get tetanus obviously but it's not something you see directly but with yeah. covid it's something every day yeah it's something we have yeah. we have seen and people you know so i this is just for you like i want get you that get that to answer to this question why do you think there's such a big reaction such a big anti-vax movement in the moment then when we have the most access to medicine why there's so many people saying are like saying no to these things to like progression yeah that's a very interesting question and obviously i don't have a final answer like you don't i, I don't get out <laughs> i mean I only can't. final answers <laughs> here i can't read people's people's minds and i personally don't really understand this because I'm I'm not uh, anti-vax um, but I guess first of all I really think it's a luxury thing like um, like if you consider for example people in Africa like one not even one percent of Africa population has gotten the vaccine while in Europe for example 60 percent of people already got two doses so I think it's easy being in Europe and being like, oh, you know what? I don't feel like getting the vaccine. Like it's it's like like a luxury thing. Like you have the luxury of refusing something that might might help you not dying in case you get COVID. Um, while there are people in Africa, for example, who are struggling to get the vaccine and would love to have that. So I feel like uh, there is maybe this aspect as well that we are kind of like um, spoiled. Mm -hmm. about having always like the best treatments the best medicine like you saw for example so now with the covid vaccine people being super picky about which kind of vaccine they were gonna get which yeah. i understand because obviously you need to do your research also based maybe on your personal problems your illnesses to see what what uh, works best for you but still it's it's a luxury being able to see like okay, I have these options, mm -hmm. I'm going to take this one, you know? Um, but also, like, I guess one of the the most uh, discussed argument that I always hear is freedom. So people think that they should have the freedom of deciding if they want to have the, the, the vaccine or not. So now there is this big movement of anti-vax people because they don't want the government to tell them they need to get the vaccine mm -hmm. because probably... As, as you guys maybe heard in the news, for example, in France, but also in Italy, now um, rules are changing. You need the green pass, so you need like 
a document showing that you've been vaccinated to do things like also to go to the restaurant for example mm -hmm. so there are, there are a lot of people like against this thing uh, because they say that their personal freedom would be damaged and yeah i don't know i mean i can understand where it comes from but at the same time i think your individual freedom ends when it destroys the community freedom you know like mm -hmm. but this is my personal view i think also maybe coming from a, a culture where also i think also as in spain we're more like um, community. community and not yeah. so individualistic so to me it's like of course freedom is important but i don't need my freedom i mean i need my freedom but i I'm going to get a vaccine if I know that I can protect not only myself, but also like older people and generally like just other people, you know? Yeah. Like to me, it's an obvious choice being like, I can do something to help uh, to end the pandemic and I can do something that can potentially um, stop me from spreading a disease. I'm going to do that. Like I'm not really going to think about the fact that, yeah, but I should be able to to choose like yeah, whatever to do whatever you want so yeah but that's an argument that i always hear like this the fact of like being free of deciding mm -hmm. and whatever and people saying that we're getting into a dictature mm -hmm. but i don't know like to be honest i don't agree with this i really think that we should look more at the bigger picture and just trying all together to stop this pandemic because we've seen how is it going? And I think this is the best way out. So yeah, of course, if we don't get the vaccine, we're still going to have uh, lockdowns for like years. And I don't think anyone wants that. <laughs> no, also, like, from an economic point of view. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think about it? Like, yeah, I mean, how, what do you think I definitely this? think uh, there's a clear correlation to the to the fact that our society is like politically in inclining to the right side of things, like very drastically. Uh, I think in almost every every continent, this is happening. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I don't. Well, well, I'm. Anyways, yeah, I'm not gonna talk about countries like China, for example. Uh, but uh, it's definitely like at least in Europe and the U.S. Like we're we're going just like you know a little, little bit right. Uh, I think that definitely has a, like an impact on, on the anti-vax movement. I, I have the impression that most of anti-vax uh, people are more like on the right-wing point of view mm -hmm. things. Um, which is like, to be honest, like, as you said, like, of, of course, like freedom is absolutely important. It's a right. It's, um, I would never, I would never, <laughs> I mean, I, to be honest, it's, it's, it's complicated because on one hand, I understand that people don't want other, they don't want to have the, 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 the obligation to, yeah. to do something, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But on the other hand, if everyone thought like that, like they wouldn't even have the option. Like they would exactly. be either dead yeah. or they have, would be, have like some sort of illness or they would be, the thing is, they have the luxury of this, of what you, exactly what you were saying, of, 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 of advocating for their own freedom because the rest of the people are are working for for it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. it's I think it's obviously very very selfish. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, 
yeah, I'm just, I'm, I just, I wonder if there are other factor, uh, factors that are influencing this this yeah. movement. But I will definitely read more about it. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I think it's it's good maybe to specify that we don't refer to people who can't get the vaccine for reasons like yeah, for like uh, conditions yeah. or yeah, because obviously that's also a thing. Like, uh, unfortunately, there are people who just can't have the vaccine because of illnesses they have or. I know, for example, in some cases that people were trying to get pregnant, like in the mm -hmm. immediate future, are waiting to get the vaccine because there aren't enough studies saying that it's not dangerous. Mm -hmm. So I get that. Like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not talking about these specific cases. I'm talking only about people who actually don't have any reason not to get the vaccine. Okay, yeah, of course. I just want, I just wanted to make it clear, just so you know that we understand also, like, different points of view but i guess mm -hmm. this is how we think about it like yeah, yeah definitely yeah uh yeah well um we're approaching the end of our of this episode um we also wanted to mention that of course we've been talking about health uh from the more you know like from the perspective of, of things alina says and conditions that can be seen and can be directly uh, diagnosed by a doctor. But we didn't want to end this episode without mentioning how important mental health is and how fucked up it is that, for example, in Germany, if you want to be a civil servant, if you want to work for a government institution, if you want to be a teacher or a, or a lawyer, uh, the moment you, you get... Uh, mental health 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 uh, treatment in the public you know healthcare system that goes directly to your records and you might not even get a job if you <laughs> if you got any treatment so which is just let's just like think about it for for a second like that's fucked up do you want to be do you want your children to be taught by someone who has like a lot of mental issues like unresolved mental issues, or do you wanna do you want your your children's teacher to be someone who is treating and and taking care of, of their own mental health? Like, why is this still happening? Why? Because I feel that now everybody like is accepting more accepting of therapy and of psychology and and you know and mental healthcare in general because we see it everywhere. Like even people in the in the news talk about it. Yeah. A lot of famous people are saying, yeah, I'll go to therapy. And a lot, even probably your friends also tell you, hey, you know what? I'm, I've just started therapy. It's great. But still, it's not being completely reflected on institutions and the government. So it's like we are ages. Like we are, it's it's just a part. Like I feel, I feel like reality and, and what the institutions are doing is just like mm -hmm. so far apart. It's not yeah. even realistic yeah. anymore. So yeah, it is. It is fucked up, honestly. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I don't see how having on my records that I <laughs> that I do therapy might be a problem for a job. Like, I also think, like like you just said, um, it might be an advantage to know that someone is actually working on themselves instead mm -hmm. of maybe having traumas or problems that are unresolved just because they don't want uh, to show that they go to, uh, yeah psychologist so yeah i think that's that's very fucked up and i really hope that somehow that's gonna change because also as you said like 
it really doesn't reflect the world right now. Like, it's not it's not modern no. anymore to have like this kind of. No. Also, it's also like you know, like um, I can show that I had surgery, and no one is going to your elbow. Yeah. No one is going to say like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't get this job because you broke your elbow. I'm like, oh. you <laughs> broke elbow. <laughs> So, we don't I, want anyone wow, here with okay. a recovering elbow. <laughs> no, ma'am. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, think about it. Let us know what you think of everything we just said. We talked about a lot of topics. Um, yeah. Yeah. Before, sorry, before completely ending this episode, I want to ask a last question. I want to just throw something, you know, to the, to the space, to you as well. Should everybody go to therapy? I don't have an answer for that. I don't know yet. I don't personally go to therapy. Maybe I should, but I don't know if everybody should go. Uh, just, yeah, let us know. Should everybody have some sort of psychological, you know, help? Every now and then. Yeah, so, yeah. Remember to follow us on Instagram. It's at BonjournoBTCH. And if you want to be a little bit more creative and more romantic, you can also send us an email to... Bonjournob at outlook.com. Yes. And yeah, we'll see you soon, kind of. Yeah, we're gonna probably be on holiday now for a little bit, especially yes. in Marina, because I'm gonna work, but Yeah, I'm gonna be <laughs> August, I'm not gonna be here, so but we'll we will we will keep you posted. We will, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh yeah. Enjoy summer and take care of yourselves. And we We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank bye you bye. for listening. Bye bye. Hasta luego.